Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Welcome to the new episode. How are you doing, Jim? Kevin, I'm doing great. How are you? Well, you know, I like to say every day is a holiday, so I'm doing pretty good today. That's good. Yeah, I'm actually in Midwest right now. I have to tell you, Utah's 20% humidity, I miss it. I don't know how you people in the Midwest, it's like 90% humidity here. It's pretty awful, and actually it was 96 degrees, and there was a 10% chance of rain, and I just looked out my window, and it's pouring rain, which means in about 20 minutes when the rain stops, it'll be probably back to 95 degrees with like 90% humidity, so I don't need to go to the sauna today. I can just step outside for a little bit. It'll be a, You can take a steamy walk, which is going to lead us perfectly into today's episode, which is movement in recovery. And we are not talking about bowel movements. No, we're not. Uh, um, Although, although if you were a, uh, an opiate user, you will start to have more regular uh, movements like that uh, in recovery than you had before. So there is one good thing to look forward to. Yeah. If you're an opiate person in recovery, you are looking forward to that. (laughs) Yes. That is, that is one benefit that we probably don't talk about very much of recovery, but movement in recovery is one of the you know most important things. We call it activity, action. You can even you know exercise things like that. Just continuing to to be doing things and, and be uh, be active and be busy and, right. and and do things. If you have not been in a recovery program, what is one of the things that they do once to twice to multiple times during the day? Exercise. Exercise. Movement. Experiential. Walking, taking a run, going, you know, getting up. Who's going to the gym first thing in the morning? Yeah, those are all things that for me in my recovery have been extremely important. And it's interesting, you know, whenever I went to treatment, I was with a lot of different types of people, just like any treatment center has. There were a few guys who, after I'd been there for like two months, you know, and we'd go do CrossFit and there'd be these guys that look like they're in great shape and they're coming, you know, they're day three or day four clean and sober. And I would be yeah. able to, even though they looked like they were in 10 times better shape than me, I could outwork, you know, outwork them in the, in the workout because uh, I had been doing it for two months and I was clean and I was sober. It's been something that's been a part of my routine as far as exercise. You know, we're talking about just movement period, but like actual exercise, going to the gym, things like that is extremely important to me. It's something that I do. I mean, obviously there's like physical benefits and all that, and that's above my pay grade to, to think or talk about those things. That activity clears my head, makes me feel better, kind of just gets my uh, my blood flowing or the juices flowing, as they would say, to where I can be creative. I can I can do you know just yeah. do things better. And one of the things when I'm working with people, and I have one client right now that when he gets incredibly frustrated, literally it's like go take a walk, go take a walk. He will go take a walk. After the walk, he's in a completely different shape. So if you're out there, you're listening to this, and you notice that you tend to get a little funky, 
it's something as simple as going to take a walk. Even if the rain has stopped and it's 90% humidity out there, because in the Midwest, when the rain stops, you can literally see the steam coming off the leaves and the trees and the grass and everything. In the West, the humidity is so low, it literally just evaporates. Once it's there for a few minutes, it evaporates, the wind blows, and it's gone. Yeah, not here in beautiful uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It's it's funny. I think one of the, the biggest problems or whatever is in, in early recovery, especially, or just recovery period is just like idle time or whatever. Yep. There's some saying that, you know, everybody's grandma used to say idle time is the devil's playground or something like that. I completely screwed that up, but that's okay. We'll keep going with it. I think it's pretty good, actually. I'm going to keep it in there. Okay. <laughs> good. That'll work. It's like if you just sit around and do nothing and you get lazy, it's kind of- Where's big, your mind go? Yeah. Your mind goes into to all the wrong places where- action kind of produces some results and activity and movement. It just gets things going to where I, I love what you said about your client. And, and, and I do this too. When I start to get a little bit restless, irritable, or discontent, I try to do some kind of activity. Again, it doesn't have to be like a crazy, I go run a marathon, never going to do that. I just take a walk. Maybe I do go to the gym, whatever it is, just walk up and down yeah. the steps, even something to get me out of my head. Because I think when you're doing that physical activity, it does clear your mind and clear your brain. Maybe frisbee golf for you. Yeah, yes. I know. I know we talked about that in a previous episode. Yes. How much you love it? And I, I will say that the frisbee golf thing has been interesting. If, I think if I'm Jake gonna, is listening. It, Josh, if Josh is listening, he Josh, can, if Josh he, is yes, listening. My, yeah, he. Um, yeah, so I did have a little hobby of frisbee golf for a little while, and then I realized I'm absolutely awful at it. And I'm not saying yep. that if you're off with something, it means you shouldn't do it because there's probably lots of people out there that go wherever your heart desires. But for me, I don't really like doing things that I'm awful at. It's different to be awful at something and there be like hope that you're going to get better. Yeah. And this yep. is just, uh, I was, there was a pretty much, it was beyond, uh, beyond hope. So I'm moving on to new hobbies and new activities and new things. So I'm doing regular golf a little bit more. Yeah. No. Are you walking the course? So I am using a cart and my feet together combined. So okay. there's still activity okay. there. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's something I used to do when I was active in addiction. And if you go to a tournament, whatever, you drink, party, do your thing. Uh, but doing it sober, is it was fun. And, and I'm doing a lot better. I'm, I'm playing better. So I'm going to see how long that lasts. Now, in a month, somebody will text me and ask me about it, just like they did about Frisbee golf. And I'll be like, I'm, I may be done with it or I may be into it even more. Who knows? But the fact yeah. is, is I'm going to get out and do something. That's, Absolutely. I think in recovery, this movement movement piece is is, uh, is a linchpin for me. And and even if it's like not recovery from drugs or alcohol, if you got some like crazy thoughts or anything that's going on, I think getting out there and moving around is going to help you for sure. Oftentimes, too, schedule some of the things that you're going to move around to. Oftentimes, scheduling activities especially if you have a lot of time on your hands, will assist you not to get into your head. Kevin, I do not think this is a problem that you and I have, but I do know people that literally they have so much time and they just sit there. And by just sitting there, they go into your head. I don't know the cool way that you said it early, but it's like idle time is the devil's playground. And idle time is usually, it's when your addiction comes up is, hey, psst, remember me? Remember when we had all that fun? And it's, and I don't say this to trigger you. So if you're listening and triggered, don't get triggered. 
I want you to be aware of where the mind goes and know that something as simple as an activity will literally quiet that old voice and something new will arise. Yeah, I love that, Jim. And I think it can go one extreme or the other. You've got people like me and and you probably who our schedule is so full with craziness and just life that I have to schedule those activities and that uh, movement as well. You know, I have to make sure like this morning before I did anything, I went to the gym and that's kind of part of my routine. But there are people out there that maybe don't have much on their agenda, especially I think, you know, a lot of times in that early transition of early recovery. For me, I had a lot more free time on my hands. And I did. I needed to schedule things like I would have people I'd work out with or I would say, hey, to, to Rachel, we're going to take a walk. You know, we have a subdivision pool. You know, I'm going to walk to the subdivision pool and meet somebody there. Things like that. I would have to schedule it to fill up my day because then I yep. did have something to look forward to as well or something that I was committed to. So I wouldn't just sit around and be lazy and and let that loop in my head play of all this just crazy thinking. And, and like you said, we, some, we, we glamorize the time we were using and our brain will play so many tricks on us and be like, oh, I wasn't bored then. And we have to really play that all the way through and remember that, yeah, there was probably like a little bit of fun involved. And yeah, the time was a little bit fuller, but we have to go all the way through that tape and realize what the end result is. And for me, yeah. in the end, it was no fun at all. In the end, it is your hell. And the question, if you're listening to this, is do you want to go back to that hell? Do you want to go back to that skidding into your lowest point? And yes. for so many people that are listening, I know you don't. If you do, call somebody right now. Yeah, um, call somebody right now. Yeah, like right this yeah, minute. Yeah, that's but, right. Right this minute. Turn the, turn the podcast yeah. off. Call somebody and get out of your head and get into action. And even calling somebody is action. Even that is a movement away from that that will draw you back into your addiction. Sometimes we're talking about the little things like calling somebody up and say, hey, I'm feeling I'm like I'm not feeling in a good space right now. Yeah, you know, I last night I, I had an experience. It was kind of cool. I have a buddy who um, is, you know, he's been clean and sober longer than me. I really, really helped me get sober. He was somebody that I looked up to right whenever I got out of treatment. One of the first guys that was really working a program. He texted me yesterday and he uh, he said he wasn't feeling so hot, and and he didn't mean he didn't mean that he was feeling sick. He just wasn't feeling good. He was kind of getting in his head. And I said, all right, well, what time? You know, what time's dinner? Let's go. Let's. And that activity yeah. and that action right there of saying, hey, let and I went and had dinner with him and we talked for like two and a half hours. And that was, you know, movement and that was activity. That was action. It got me out of my head too. It helped him because he was, he said, he goes, I would have just sat at home all night depressed and lonely and all those things to where when we got out together, we were able to help each other. So it's not always, you know, going to the gym or, or like I say, running on the treadmill. Sometimes it literally is the little things and it's the little things and this is probably an episode sometimes how it's the little things in recovery that actually make it recovery and they make it. Yes. Work. I'm going to make a note about the little things in recovery that, that I think that's our next topic. Yeah, I think that's really good. What I really hear is sometimes even if you schedule dinner, you've just created a future to live into and that future to live into will keep you sober right now. And if you can stay sober right now, what you are doing is keeping your recovery strong 
And if your recovery stays strong because you know that you're going out to dinner with a buddy or with a friend or with somebody that is, you may be supporting them, they may be supporting you. Either way, what that does is that future, it keeps hope alive. And like Kevin says, Two of you may become unfunked. Yeah, those are the those are the things and the movement and the the activities that they keep you going. And to be honest, they're like they're hard to like once you do them though, they're super easy. And you have to get into the pattern of recognizing when your head is starting to go into a not good place. And this might be something, if you're listening, you may have to step back and actually write out a list. If my head gets in a not good place, what are 10 things that I can do to get myself unfunk? And by doing that, it will create something so that when, because we all get in a funky space. As Kevin, as sure as you and I are talking, and for our listeners out there, as sure as you are listening, you're going to get in a funky place. Only on days that end in Y. Other than that, you're safe. Yeah, I, I get in a funky space a lot. You know, I do a lot of recovery work. I'm very active in my recovery program. I'm very intentional with it. And I still, um, it's kind of an ongoing joke. My mind will start to just go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I just joke whenever I'm away from the office or I'm away from a group of friends, like I'm convinced sometimes when my brain starts to go crazy that everybody is like sitting around and they're having a meeting about me and like everybody's talking about me and everybody's worried about me. I mean, that's just how big apparently my ego is that I think people are worried about me all the time, I guess. But my brain starts to get crazy and I start to think, think all these things and I cross all these bridges before I even approach them. And I, I make all these conclusions in my head and it turns out it was all nothing. And so when I start to see that loop in my head play and I start to feel the craziness, it is, it's movement. And whether that movement is a phone call, it's a, it's a walk, it's a jog, it's whatever, it's going to a, a recovery meeting or go, whatever, reading a book, whatever it is, there's some kind of movement. And one thing that I love is, and this is a huge thing, anybody that works for me or has worked with me knows that the word momentum, it's like one of my favorite words. And, you know, that's that if it, once thing or, and then there's inertia and all that, where once things start to be in motion, they tend to stay in motion. So if you start Absolutely. doing things and you start having movement and you start to do things actively in your recovery, that momentum is going to build and that inertia is going to happen to where you're going to keep doing it. And it's going to get easier and easier. And instead of it being like, such an effort. It's just the natural default thing. One of the coolest points, I'm going to take one of your points and we're going to have a coaching moment. Because in the work that I do, oftentimes we will have an exercise and I call it that they are not responding to you. As you said, when we get in our own head, this is a very common human condition. But when we get in our head, we think that they are all talking about us. And the funny thing is, is while we think they are all talking about us, they think we are talking about them. When the truth is, they are not responding to you at all. And in those moments that you start, that, you, that you're listening to that part of the brain, remember what Jim said, they're not responding to you. There is a 99.7342 chance 
that what they're saying has nothing to do with you, yet it is your head when you get in this stuck place. And stuck means no movement. When you get in this stuck place, you have to create issues that aren't there. The only thing you have to do to break that is to get into motion. Whether that's calling a friend, whether that's choosing to play another game of Frisbee golf, whether that's dinner tonight, no matter what it is, it gets you in motion. And when you are in motion, you will find that your sobriety is riding on far calmer seas. It is boredom that kicks up the storms of your dark past and draws you back in. It is action that has you on the path of recovery, moving further and further and further away from those activities of your addiction. Now, the funny thing is, is especially in the Midwest where there's absolutely no mountains and you can see clear to Nebraska, there are times that you think you can see forward, but make sure that the focus is forward and not looking back. One of the a second coaching moment is your recovery lives in the present moving into an empowered future. And both of those take action to get you there. A lot of people will say things like, you know, I feel stuck or, you know, my recovery's stale or whatever. And, and I mean, it happens. I think everybody feels that way sometimes, but the best way to get through that is with action. A lot of people reach out to me and say like that they feel stuck or that they feel like they're maybe in a, in a little bit of a valley in their recovery or, or whatever. And, and, and it happens. I think we all have some, some times whenever we're kind of a little bit, maybe stale is the right word or stuck, whatever, either word works. And I think the best way, or I know that the best and only way to get out of that is doing action. If you need something to change, you have to do something. So if you start to feel a certain way and you don't like it, then you have to take action to make yourself not feel that way anymore. So when people ask me, they're like, so what should I do? Well, I, I always say, and you know, as a gambling addict, this isn't a good thing to say, but I say double down on your recovery. And um, I have them, whatever you're doing, do more. Whatever action you're doing, try to do some more action or some different action. It's just like at the gym, you know, people hit a plateau. And if they're doing the same thing every day for two years, you have to change it up sometimes. And sometimes what may have to happen is you have to change your diet too, and you have to increase the intensity of the workout. Whatever it is, that's what we have to do in our recovery too. If for me, uh, I go to meetings um, and I have people that I talk to regularly, if I start to really feel stuck, Maybe I need to go to an additional or a new meeting or a totally different type of meeting than what I go to now. Maybe I need to call some new people. Maybe I need to um, be available or volunteer or serve somewhere. Whatever it is, when I start to feel that way, I'm very intentional. And thankfully, I have people in my life, one of them being you, Jim, that would say, hey, well, what are we going to do different? If we want to feel different, what are we going to do different? And that's where movement and recovery and action and recovery and activity and recovery and being intentional in your recovery is so important. And that's what has probably saved my life is just knowing that when I start to feel a certain way, I have to change something in order to feel better. And that's how I've helped, you know, I've grown my, uh, you know, I've elevated my sobriety as our podcast is called. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's a great place to wrap this one up. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. Understand that Kevin and I's goal 
is to empower your recovery and lift your sobriety up and keep it moving forward. Thank you for listening. If you like us, share it with your friends and give us a good rating and join our Facebook page. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you. We'll talk very soon.